0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the
1: vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox & Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal
0: musicians, talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Sarp Keski of Bipolar Architecture. There's this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting
1: for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Awesome! Awesome!
0: Awesome! Awesome! awesome. With Kim. That's Awesome! that you're awesome I'm glad I'm not a possum cause I'm awesome and that's awesome. awesome with Joe hey everyone what's up welcome to episode 31 of that's awesome with Joe I'm your host Joe not a ton to talk about today but I just want to introduce our interview before we send it over to that discussion um Today we have on Philip from the band Normandy. I had to do this interview at like seven in the morning. I think it was um, my time because they are a band from Sweden. Um, it was actually Josh that had discovered this band. I think he said that he found them on YouTube, and uh, he's been a, a big fan ever since. And, and he it took. <laughs> I listened to it when he sent it to me, and I kind of I, honestly, I, I it. I I remember enjoying it, but I just didn't go back to it for some reason, and then right before the interview, uh, I I listened to it a bunch, and it's awesome. Like I have been nonstop listening to it, Um, really, really, really talented songwriter, so a younger band um, with a ton of potential. They're already getting the attention of pretty much everyone in the industry, so I think you'll probably be hearing more from them soon, and they do have an album dropping this week. I believe it's tomorrow even. We mentioned that in the interview as well. So make sure you check that out. You can find the link to that. We'll throw that in our bio f- or in the uh, description of the episode. Um, yeah. So I will send it right on over to the interview with Philip from Normandy.
1: This is hell. Ashes of a fantasy. We have down a dream. But now waving a white flag. So will you let in peace, let it be just a fitting melody in your head. Cause I am waving a white flag,
0: I am better From Normandy, Philip. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: No, thank you for having me. I'm I'm trying, like as I speak, I'm trying to update
0: my uh, parking ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay, cool. It's yeah, all good. Um, so, Philip, um, before we start, why don't we just, if, if you could just give a brief introduction of who you are, what your band is, where you're from, you know, all the all the boring stuff that we just got to get out of the way.
1: All right. I am from Ikea land, Sweden, mm-hmm. um, sometimes referred to as Switzerland. And <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I play, and I sing and I produce and I mix a band called Normandy. Um, and I don't know, we're, we're kind of not a big deal at the moment we are sort of breaking through and we received some praise from from people that you should receive praise from to become something i guess and it's like <laughs> we're, we're in the uh, i don't know i can i can feel something coming and i'm happy this about is it, our so, i can yeah. already
0: tell this is going to be a great interview <laughs> <laughs> all right cool all right um so let me ask you this um Why is everyone from Sweden so good at writing songs? Because Max Martin. No, I
1: I don't know. know, Do you know know who that is? Yeah, Of
0: Of course, course, dude. I like worship
1: that guy. No, I I guess it's like, I don't know. We are, we have a beautiful nature (laughs) and a lot of time and a lot of space from other people. So it's like, what should we do with all this inspiration?
0: Everyone born in Sweden just has... Like, is born with just the perfect pop sensibility. Mm.
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I think every single time we go on tour, people tell us that when we speak Swedish, it sounds like we're singing. So I guess we have a bit of an advantage on that part. Maybe or, it's or, a musical language. Maybe it is. I'm I'm trying to figure out like what Swedish
0: sounds like to foreign ears. And uh, give me give me some Swedish sentences. I don't even know if I know what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, all right. So it's like, I'm not
1: going to speak, you know. You I'm can not talk shit about you me and I won't no, even no, know. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> uh, so here it sounds like you speak Swedish and it sounds like you speak in melodies and it's a lot of up and down. That is so what not I, what I expected. Not at all? No. No. Okay. <laughs> I actually really like that. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, you should hear Danish. <laughs> it's so- it's sort Danish. of the same,
0: but without all the consonants. So it's like, oh, yeah. right. It sounds yeah. almost like. Um, I've always said, and I don't mean this in like a negative way at all. Mm-hmm. It sounds very negative, but I've always like French and in Danish, um, just kind of sound like drool. Yeah, <laughs> a yeah. Bit.
1: I used to date this Danish girl, and yeah, it was like becoming an issue and <laughs> i really really tried. i really really tried and that's after, yeah after a while it was just should we skip into english because i don't know i don't want to keep asking like can you repeat that you know yeah. i actually learned some <laughs> danish so I, I understand danish very well right now but i yeah for some reason they don't understand us so hmm. i yeah I it, it's similar it was, language oh, though it is, and we use the same words, but they don't use letters,
0: <laughs> sort gotcha. of. Gotcha. No, it's like, yeah, it sounds so weird. All right, well, cool, man. Let me give you a little background of mm-hmm. um, for what we know of your band, Normandy. Okay. I, sh- I-, I suppose I should, I, I really got to give Josh credit here. Josh is our, my quote-unquote producer of the show, mm-hmm. um, and he discovered you guys, Josh, was it just through YouTube you had said? Yeah, uh, the white flag live session came up hey. in my YouTube feed, and it was it like you guys are just insane. Like I watched yeah. this, and I was Thank obsessed. You. So, and I, and I have to be honest here too. Like Josh sent me it, sent me uh, a video. I listened to it, and I remember saying, "This is dope," and then. Honestly, I kind of forgot about it,
1: <laughs> but <laughs> like you then, do, we have like the, the we can focus for about th- was it thirty seconds? Or yeah, 30 minutes
0: Maybe I don't know. But once Josh it. booked you guys for the interview, yeah, I went back and listened, and dude, I like I, I fucking love your band. It's so good. Thank like you. <laughs> uh, it, the new songs are are great. Like me and Josh were texting about it this morning. It's oh. just really fucking good. And I have a like, favorite from the guys. new album. Um, like I'm not gonna put yes, you on a spot here. I do. are like um, yep. I. love Babylon. Oh, sick! I fucking um, love nice. that song. Like that. Thank you. It, it's so great. And I like you know the triplet feel and the swing mm. time and it just feels to get so that good. In. And, yeah. And the chorus just like the, melodically is fantastic. It's a good song, and it's
1: it's for me. It's a bit of a relief live, I think, as well, because it's a bit lower in my register. So it's, you know, it's gonna be really cool to see the dynamic of the new set list that we start, you know, working on right now for the tour in October. And, yeah. and I think <laughs> it sounds so weird. The tour in October. It's such a long time left. Okay, Dude, but we we start crazy. figuring out the flow of of the set list. And Babylon is like a high energy, low vocal song yeah so for me to have that i could put it like anywhere in the set list and it's a right. bit of a relief for me uh singing wise but like you know, for a momentum of the entire set list, it could be a big booster. So yeah. I I it, love
0: that song for that reason as well. <laughs> Apart right, from right. A good as, as a singer, I, I know why you love it for yes. sure. But the the energy in it is just yeah. great. Like I, I'm a big fan of the the feel in general of that song. I'm like a huge nerd for songwriting stuff. So mm. we'll probably nerd out Me on too. that a bunch. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's go back though, because I want to... Uh, Man, you mentioned a tour, and that's all I want to talk about, but I'm restraining. Uh, <laughs> I'm restraining. We'll get to it. <laughs> yeah, Let, let's <laughs> let's go backwards. So um, I know you started the band in 2013. I did my research. Mm-hmm. I know all things. Right. Yeah. Um, what, ha- what was going on before that? Were you in bands before that and stuff, or was this kind oh, yeah. of your first endeavor?
1: No, I think I started like, I went on stage the first time when I was 13, I guess. So like 14, maybe. And I played this beautiful flying V kind of shaped guitar, playing right. Metallica yep. stuff, mm-hmm. had, you know, braces and all that good stuff. And <laughs> then I started a band uh, called Naked Conspiracy. Uh, oh, that is so <laughs> <yes>. good. <laughs> and then, yeah. That's a, I, that I mean, is a really good, good
0: one. We, uh, we always some have good videos post- of that. Oh, yes. We, I'm going to have to look them up. We have yeah. to uh, we always have people share their, their first band names. That oh, That's a, like a top three. What was it again? Naked Conspiracy? About, yeah, yeah, Naked Conspiracy. I oh, hesitated for about God.
1: five seconds. You know, that's, that's the language barrier for you. <laughs> if you call your band <laughs> Naked Conspiracy, you probably aren't, you know, English isn't your native tongue.
0: That is fantastic. <laughs> let me put it that way. It, it, were you, let me, this is an interesting question. I feel like, were you writing songs in English back then?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, and but uh, is that very... like
1: standard for you guys? Oh, it's standard. Well, it depends. It depends on what audience. I've never heard a Swedish metalcore band, so no. Yeah, that's mainly. I, I think it's because true, the right? entire like influence is coming from English, so it would be weird to have a Swedish.
0: I don't know. It's a good. It's question, weird though actually. because I see like when we we uh, tour Europe and stuff or whatever, we have like Italian metalcore bands and yeah. You know all that stuff, but I guess mm. you're right. Like the further north you go, there's less. <laughs> the guess, further north, yeah. language diversity. <laughs> it's true, right? Yeah, but
1: Sweden is a very international country, and we were taught yeah. English from age I don't know nine up to mm-hmm. well forever, and it's almost like it's it's a bit it's. It feels more laid back to call it a second language, but I feel that it's almost like taking over at least my life because obviously I'm, I'm spending time songwriting on the day and then on the evenings I'm watching Netflix and then like I'm doing these PR calls and our entire like label team are based in the UK. So mm-hmm. like, I would actually argue that maybe 80% of my daily work and like communication is in English, which is pretty weird.
0: Um, so I yeah I don't know what why that is but yeah you know. well it is what it is whatever it is what um, it is yeah so you were playing local in, in like smaller bands mostly metal stuff
1: yeah and then I actually flew over to the UK and I joined a band there and oh really yeah and and that's when Maria our manager in Normandy when she reached out to me and she's like okay so there's a bunch of bands um, quitting now in Sweden and I wanna like all the bands that she was working with all quit at the same time kind of wow so she was like i'm tired and sick and you know i'm sick and tired of this i want to get i want to handle and manage a band that i feel can be something in the long run because this is you know you got to take that into consideration that when people become what is it like 20 to 23 or something you gotta if you want to go all the way with rock music you gotta either you know, quit everything else and focus on rock music or mm-hmm. quit rock music and start focusing on whatever, like university or stuff, stuff like that. You can't really do it half and half if you want to really build something for the next 40, 50 years, if you understand right. what I mean. like
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's an all-in kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah,
1: And the momentum is sort of, today you can be a pop writer and still have a daytime job or whatever, because right. you can still gain momentum through like TikTok or Instagram. But as yeah. a rock artist, you need to get out there, tour and like really build a fan base, which I'm thankful for now. But sometimes you wish that rock and roll was, you know, the big thing <laughs>
0: right now. Yeah. But it might you be know, coming back. You know, it's interesting but, yeah. now. I, I feel like it is kind of transitioning to A that. little bit, yeah. Yeah, you know, like I do a lot of songwriting and I write mm. for a lot of other rock bands and stuff. And they mm. I, I I don't know, it just feels like it's becoming a little more commonplace to have more collaboration with people that are just literally sitting in their office, yeah. you know, just working it's out like, stuff. But I know what you mean. <laughs> like rock has always been like a DIY kind of vibe, even at yeah. a high level, right? It's like a people hustle. pride themselves on that. Yeah.
1: And yeah, I think it's sure.
0: cool, like, even even bands like Parkway Drive, right? Like, that band has been self-managed their entire career. Yeah, but they all, and they're like all of them huge. have, like, side hustles as well. They own, True. like,
1: a cafe or, like, a yeah. management company and blah, blah, blah. Right, So right. Yeah, and I know that, like, architects, they quit their daytime job after album, I don't know, five. So it's, like, mm-hmm. you, you need to understand that. You know, as a pop artist, you can break through with one song and then the label can like give you advances until you're dead, basically. But as a rock band, you sort of don't have that opportunity unless you sign with Sony for some reason.
0: Right. Like there's not going to
1: be any label out there that's going to give you a a million dollars to live from the next 10 years,
0: you know? No. And if there are, we got to find them so we can get it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So let's go back. So you went to the UK, joined a band joined the band, got the text from Maria, our manager.
1: She's like, yeah, I want to put together this this band that's never going to quit. <laughs> and that's actually going to become something from Sweden, blah,
0: blah, break through the mold, all that good stuff. So this uh, was kind of a project that was conceived before members were even involved. Oh yeah. It was
1: a bit of a, like a super band or whatever you want to call it. Like not yeah. that us members were anything else than just ordinary people, but it was but a way you were for her specifically to like, selected. Yeah, I was doing these YouTube cover videos, and I think I had something like twenty thousand subscribers. And like, I was, I yeah. was actually doing, yeah, yeah, man, <laughs> I was actually doing something. And then, like, the drummer was another cool dude, and the guitarist had been in tw- two bands that have been touring Sweden for a while. So it's like, instead of building from scratch, she wanted to find a way f- to just, you know, jumpstart a project. Uh, so we started that we were six members and a couple years later we were three (laughs) but you know people leave they don't like yeah they don't like touring or they don't think it's going to be there in the long run or economically was it that like they they didn't like the touring yeah like the first two members left because they either like missed their girlfriends didn't like touring like the, the touring that i'm talking about is like you know six boys in a bus right sweating through five types of underwear in about five weeks Uh, yeah and that's like yeah and you know you get home to your girlfriend it's just like questioning your entire existence
0: basically
1: dude Uh, i did that
0: for um, a very long time before joining this band so i totally get it
1: yeah and that's when you quit unless you see like the big waves
0: coming up then you basically quit well you know i i kind of think it's it's interesting to talk about like quote unquote you know, the touring lifestyle and how, Mm. uh, some people love it and some people don't, but I do think that like, you know, cause I've experienced many different levels of touring. You know, I was, I've been playing for 10 people a night and now I'm playing for 2000 a night or whatever. And it, it, it's, it's totally different experiences, but the, the things that are hard about it, there's a lot of common ground everywhere. And it's, and it's not necessarily like not having the money or not having like a bunk and everything and and those are Mm. like really great things but like the being away from home and you know the idle time where you're not sure what to do and being in a different parking lot every day Mm. it can it i totally can i love it but i can see how people get burnt out on it very very quickly and a lot of people like aspiring musicians don't realize Or don't fully grasp the concept of what it is to be on tour. Like it's not like a party all the time. It can be. Yeah, yeah. But it's not all the time. I'm a bit
1: divided if if I like it or not. And I, I am getting more and more into like a bit of a luxury touring situation. And mm-hmm. I like, because I like my own space. I like being alone very much. I do too. I uh, do. Too. So as long as I can have that, and like the, the past tours we've done have been in nightliners, and it's been a nice thing to just being able to, you know, just cover <laughs> the what do you call right. it? like the the curtains, and just yeah, put in a head headphone and sleep throughout the day because you're moving uh, all the time. So yeah, right. instead of you know having that self drive because that's hustling really to drive yeah overnight yeah. to the next venue to then just have a sandwich and start playing again that's what was the, I, what, what I would was never the roughest tour again. the roughest tour we bought a van for about three thousand euros so three thousand dollars kind of uh mm-hmm. not a not a sustainable situation we started touring and it was about three weeks in and the tour itself was about four weeks so we were coming into the finish and yeah the van just quit on us first in slovenia and we had to spend the night in minus 10 degrees celsius Uh, yeah and then we got it fixed the day after but you know like sometimes you if you're asking to get the van fixed at 11 in the night mm-hmm. and somebody doesn't, like, they don't speak your language and they just see a pile of cash, you're right. not going to get your van fixed properly. So the day right. after it broke down again, we slept another night in minus 10 degrees. I lost my voice, like, you know, obviously, and we had to cancel for the rest of the the rest of the rest of tour. So, we, and we were like, okay, but that's a bummer. And then we drove home and the van broke down on the way home in Switzerland. And in Switzerland, everything is expensive. Yeah. And yep. So even, like, you know, trying to get it fixed would be 3,000 more euros. And even, like, even we considered trashing the van, like, just, you know, uh, leave it to a, what do you call it, demolisher?
0: Yeah, a dump (laughs) or something.
1: Yeah, just dump it. But that would be more expensive. That would be, like, 4,000 euros.
0: God, that sucks. Yeah.
1: So the deal we made was with a car dealer in Sweden. We were like, you can get the car for free if you fly down with a mechanic and just fix it and drive it home. And our insurance covered us uh, so we can get like rental cars and drive home. And that entire tour is just like a big fucking mess. And it's one out of maybe three similar situations we've been in so like yeah we've had really bad van stories which is why i sleep so well in a nightliner nowadays
0: yeah we've, we've had yeah. those too the amount of times that we've had a mechanic <sighs> fix our van on the side of the road or yeah we had to get a new transmission put in before oh, a show like all worst. that kind of shit is just, it's a nightmare
1: yeah and it's, like it, i i have a reg- regular car now when i drive back and forth to the studio and like every single time that a service lamp or light comes on it could be like the you know the washing fluid is out and the service lamp come out i'm like fuck in hell I like i have shivers down my spine yeah I, of that I literally sound. just went
0: through that last week i had to dish out a big chunk of change for my car it sucked. oh my god yeah having a car sucks but sometimes you need it Yeah, Um, but yeah, I
1: could just finish up the story about Normandy and yeah. yeah, So we we released the first album, and a a label in the states contacted us and was like, "Oh, we want to sign you. We know the album is out. Can we delay it here in the states?" Oh yeah, it was about two weeks before the album was out. Ingus, the first album. Got it. Um, So yeah, we released it in the states and self-released in the rest of the world, and it picked up momentum and went really well. I think it streamed about. Like the entire album streamed something like ten million, and then yeah. we we were contacted by the label that we're uh, signed to right now, which is called Easy Life Records, mm-hmm. and they're like Sony and stuff like that. So, and now they've handled White Flag and and now Dark and Beautiful Secrets. So, and I think like there's been a some you know pivotal moments where we've seen some actual progress, and like one of them was when we were. um we were main support for Yellow Card, the old legendary Yellow Card yeah, that's uh, that huge. I, you know soundtrack to all the the amped games that I played when I was a kid right. playing yeah. snowboard. Uh, so open, like main support, not even opening, but main support in throughout Europe in front of four thousand people every night, and that's when we had one album, and we just came from these situations where we had to, you know, we we, we left the car in Switzerland, and the next tour we were playing in front of four thousand people. So.
0: There was That's some, pretty nuts, huh? You know, you
1: need some of the lights to be able to see, you know, to look further than the the broken down car. And How did I, I you think, end up yeah. on that tour? Um, we were friends with the, the other, like, they were doing this world tour. And they did the States and Asia, I think, in Australia and then Europe. And the band that was supposed to be main support in Europe are friends of ours. And they're called Like Torches. And they were good friends with Yellow Card mm-hmm. and whatever but they couldn't do the european legs so they just mentioned to ryan key that oh you should bring normandy instead that's another swedish act and it's like yeah sure uh, this sounds cool and he contacted us and to really seal the deal we flew him over to sweden to hang out and like you know write some music barbecue and whatever and uh, so ryan was with us for about three days before he flew back to to the states nice that's and that, pretty cool that kind of seed, sealed the deal that's the first time i actually networked <laughs> and it worked yeah it's a pretty weird uh, feeling isn't it it is so weird but yeah i mean this is is this things that you got to do to make right. it work yeah otherwise yeah, you're just sure.
0: releasing music to nobody you need right, to start right. networking and making sure dude, that you actually reach people you get it i would tell ta- i'm trying to it. tell my buddy that i'm like dude you can't <sighs> keep releasing music to just your friends you gotta yeah find new people to hear it it's like stop releasing shit and focus on finding people to show it to yeah you're wasting songs you're wasting good songs exactly yep um that's pretty sick though yellow car that was their farewell tour
1: yeah it was a farewell tour which means every single night was just hyped it was so yeah how was the response great I mean, it was Germany and England, and everybody told us like, "Oh, the UK is gonna suck for you. They don't like new people." <laughs> kind of, <laughs> just you know, just as a reference point for whatever we're gonna experience for the next uh, next week. But we flew out and we did like some legendary venues, like the Shepherd's Bush, mm. like in in London, which is uh, a yeah it four floors, kind of like an opera house, and very cool. We managed to do the Ritz in Manchester and Palladium in Cologne, and that was like four and a half thousand indoors. Wow! Yeah, wild. I, that was amazing. Um, but I I, I'm gonna see. save some of the tour stories for later, because it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't all good and nice. It was also a bit of a like. We weren't ready for that tour, to be honest. But got yeah. it, got it. One a learning experience. Learning experience. Learning while doing in front of four thousand people. For right. sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, been there. Um, yeah. What's your favorite country to tour in?
1: Mm, I think the UK has become a favorite to me because yeah? everybody told us that it shouldn't work, but it's you know it's just the best. I think that in Germany, with you. dude. I was gonna say Germany.
0: Yeah. I think is my number one. Yeah, but
1: Germany is like you expect it to be crazy, and then it is crazy. <laughs>
0: so it's like yeah, I sure, guess you're it's, right, it's really like, nice. But, but when whenever the UK we tour shows,
1: there. yeah, but when we play like London and and it oh, becomes a, so ma- a mosh mania and like crowd surfs throughout the entire set, that's like yeah. when when you actually start, you know, questioning whether we have something special or if London has sort of exceeded their, you know, all the expectations, and it's it's yeah. really cool.
0: So I th- think I Germany think for me yeah. I'm a little bit biased because <laughs> um our first headliner in Europe um we didn't take out any support it was just us mm-hmm. and actually we we added a band I, god the name of it is escaping me i feel so- oh awake the dreamer and i think they're from oh, Sweden Yeah i know them yeah a little bit so a little bit yeah we had them on like 5 or 6 days of that after uh, mm. tickets were already sold and everything but we were just like we didn't know <laughs> what to expect yeah and germany is just i i couldn't believe the response with no support <laughs> and shows selling out before where'd you play what city i can't you remember? Do you remember the, the best oh. it was actually at the at the time it was our biggest most attended headlining show ever was ah, in, was in munich nice. i think oh yeah cool yeah and it, it yeah. sold out like I think it was 1,400, I want to say. Oh, man. Um, but, that like, great. that was just a huge surprise to us. So, like, that memory to me yeah. is, I think, why. And also, I just have these memories. I love German fans so much. They're <laughs> yeah. the best because they're so honest, right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah, 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 So oh, honest. The amount of good. times
1: that you, you're,
0: you're just holding back the tears. <laughs> but Dude, one guy yeah, came they're up to me. trying to be nice. And, <laughs> yeah, he came up to me, and he goes... I really love the last album a lot. I don't like the new one though. Oh, oh. <laughs> and then right he, and in then the he bought a bunch of merch. Like he was a fan. Yeah. But like he just wanted to tell me.
1: <laughs> they don't, yeah, there's something with the language or I don't I know. I love it. It's like, yeah, I love everything, single thing about it. It's also like beneficial because if you say, jump they jump if you say like you know scream they scream mm-hmm. whereas, whereas if you say like jump to a UK crowd they're gonna look around and be like is everybody else gonna jump because if well, not well dude wait till you play um, LA and try to get the crowd to do
0: stuff <laughs>
1: thing is we're a foreign band so I think they're gonna be a bit more open to it as as far as I, I'm, right. I, as I know it's like oh they're from Sweden very cool I'm gonna check them out you're whereas right. if you're, you're a right. local band they're like oh another you know try hard band actually blah, blah, blah.
0: that I went and saw Refuse. Rafi- <laughs> Used in the hives, yes. In in last mm, last year, or maybe the year before, in L.A. Yeah. and it was unbelievable. Mm. That crowd was great, but generally, right? I will say, um, the L.A. crowds have been difficult. Not in that that like we always do great shows here, but they're just not as lively. Yeah, I would say. It's you know? kind of like Sweden. You won't is get it? the Swedish
1: crowd jumping. See, no, we've no,
0: never no. played Sweden. I I mm. I'm like desperate to go to Sweden. That. There's a reason why you haven't come up. Really? Yeah. I want to go so bad, though.
1: It's beautiful, and it's, well, it's going to be a big, like, you're not going to make money from it, but it's going to be worth it if you can go, like, at least, you know, plus money plus, minus zero.
0: I if, Dude, so I'm, like, a big know. outdoors dude, and I don't mind the cold, oh, and either. I love just the woods and, like, mountains and shit, mm. you know? yeah so it's like, probably
1: minus 40 fahrenheit right now damn. Is, is that correct wait well, no not minus 40 <laughs> I
0: was say, minus, that's really yeah, yeah, cool
1: really wait it's minus 10 celsius or 15 so celsius so it's probably around
0: it's, around like 15 or something um, okay, 10 yeah. celsius to fahrenheit i'm gonna look 14 14 okay well not bad no yeah so it's pretty cold
1: and I've, I've invested in like a north face jacket and dr martin boots there you and, go. yeah and one of those russian hats that he looked I like have, i have squirrel. two of those
0: i fucking love those hats oh i brought them out last week and i'm they're not great. regretting that yeah they're great yeah. um so let's go through uh, a little more normandy history so you did the yeah. yellow card tours what year was that uh,
1: 2016. It was the same year we released the first album. Got it. So, so a you good released the head first start. album.
0: Dude, mm. that is a great start. That's That's nuts. Start. Yeah. To do your f- first tour after the album to 4,000 people a night? Um, we did a uh, small release tour kind of in front of maybe 100, maybe 200 something a night
1: in well, Europe. That's not that bad was a, either. It was up and down, you know, everything from 40 people in a German bar to
0: 250
1: right. in, in Czech Republic. So it's like, yeah you know those tour right
0: yeah yeah that's not bad either though no it's <laughs> that's cool. pretty good um and then to go straight into yellow card that's that's yeah. nuts and that so made guys... us gain
1: a lot of momentum in those cities as well they became kind of like key cities um, oh i would imagine yeah. yeah yeah like
0: london and cologne yeah that's great and then you you eventually toured with ryan again right
1: yeah, he supported us <laughs> or like we we did because he was, you know, they broke up Jello card and he started the, his own ventures and he asked us if we should do another tour where we do like a co-headline situation. But as he was only doing uh, acoustic guitar, he didn't see that it would be good, like beneficial for him to go up after us, you know, sweating right. down the entire place, crowd surfing and all that good stuff. So he right. actually... You know, he played before us every night, which is a good sign of uh, him having, you know, being very what do you call it? Humble. He right. Was very humble in that regard. Like he
0: knew well, that he'd been touring for about
1: thirty years, but he yeah. still
0: said like, yeah, I'll play before you guys. It's fine." Yeah, I think he, yeah. he he's someone that clearly respects and appreciates the um the actual show itself. Yeah. Right. Not as much like this show is about me. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's great.
1: He knew that people were gonna sing along to Oceans Avenue either way, oh, of you course. know? Right, yeah. right,
0: absolutely. So ever
1: ever since then we released White Flag, which I mean there's some really, really good stories about why that album not blew up, but I mean like the song White Flag hit nine yeah. million streams the other day, yeah. and it's the album is something like twenty five million. Nuts, million congrats, and, and to dude. be a yeah, thank you, and to be a Swedish band signed to a pretty new small English label. <laughs> And to have that kind of success, I mean, so I I want to say first, like the the songs are good, and the song White Flag has something good. I'm not gonna like try to deny that, but we got a really good head start with that album as well. So we we didn't have any PR team, and we didn't do any like, well, I barely did any interviews for that album, mm-hmm. uh, but we released first single, went pretty good released the second single, which was White Flag, and that is when Spotify stepped in. So Alison Hagendorf found us through a friend on Instagram, and for some reason she DM'd us. Do you know who Alison Hagendorf is? I don't she's the head of rock on spotify so she's oh, like wow, the, yeah. the boss's boss's boss of boss and she's you know she's so cool she's doing the um the new year's show on Times square like she's been doing all those crazy stuff like she's wow. the biggest and she found us <laughs> ten thousand followers on instagram uh she found us and dm'd us it's like you are good really 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 good she heard the white flag single and she just said like is there any management or something that i can contact and we're like yeah sure so she contacted the the management and the label sort of in like a cc situation email mm-hmm. we didn't hear anything else like until four weeks after that and she's added us to the rock this playlist which is like four million, That's million huge. followers that it's, That's it huge. is it is the biggest thing you can have in playlisting with rock yeah. music and You know, that's a big thing for us. And that's a big thing for anyone. That's a (laughs) big thing for us. I mean, it's it's really you kinda just wait for that to happen again. But I'm I'm never ever gonna expect it or like rely on that to be a release factor. Like we're gonna end up on rock this, blah, blah, blah. But she put us on rock rock this and the thing is when people end up when bands end up on rock this we we looked this up because there were other bands on that list they stayed for about four maybe six weeks if it was like bring with the Rise and whatever some of the bigger acts Mm -hmm. we were on that list thanks to her i don't know why she did it maybe because we're swedish and like we were small and she wanted to help out and the song was good but we were on that list for something like 20 weeks wow yes and like the song just went through the roof streaming wise obviously but then we've looked back now because when we and tell this story people are like okay no wonder why you have nine million streams on that single and i you know in spotify artist page you can look up the streams and where the streams come from and whatever and that rock this playlist gave us one million streams so i'm i'm happy that it didn't you know I, that yeah it didn't that means give us some all listeners the going back yeah and it's so but also who it's fucking such cares? A crazy <laughs> yeah I, well it's just a way for me to feel like okay no so no no that, i know for yeah, you yeah that but song for wasn't yeah, yeah. That no, it's, all
0: oh, no wonder. It's like, yeah, that's why we yeah. wanted it.
1: That's right? a funny like, thing no as shit. well. It's like some of the German interviews we do It's like, oh, you stream well, very, very well, but do you feel like you have real fans? <laughs> and it's, it's so <laughs> German to say that, but it's, yeah. <laughs> I guess they're like, they're planting a seed in my head where it's like, okay, so do we actually have any fans? But now, now we know, but it, at that point it was like, okay, so is this album blowing up or is it just Spotify? Are we piggybacking on, you know, on Spotify playlisting? And uh, just seeing that after that playlist, we had 1 million streams on the, on the song, but it kept going. And uh, it was just, uh, I don't know if we should... I don't know. I, I want to thank Allison, but yeah. at the same time, it's like she has given us something that I'm afraid that we'll never ever see again. Well, dude, <laughs> like been it means on that anything, for twenty weeks, it's like it's never gonna happen.
0: I mean, I listened to a bunch of your shit, right? Yeah. I I can totally see the progression of your band. Like, I I can oh, I really you. think that the newest songs are gonna do so much for you. Like, thank I can't you. imagine you guys not like blowing up even more than you already have from these i, th- I think they're fucking awesome thank you man so but it's I, like
1: I, I, you know that if you're not touring you it's a the only thing you have is like statistics when you're not touring i know it sucks right yeah so you're, you're <laughs> sitting there watching like monthly listeners and whatever and yeah but I'm, I'm trying to shy away and like look away from that kind of stuff uh especially just, because that's you know that happened and i I don't ever want to sit and wait and update, rock this playlist every week to hope that hostage is gonna end up there or whatever. Right, so I'm right. trying to look forward to the release that's in a week, and like I don't know when this is coming out, but yeah, I'm I'm just trying to enjoy the moment sort of, and you know prepare for touring I guess because that right. again because that's gonna be crazy. Well, let's talk about the new release. Um, yeah, sure. So this was a you you self produced this. I've produced all the records we've done, but this time I actually went further and I mixed the entire record as well. Dude, it sounds amazing. Thank you. I'm so happy with it. It was a bit of a... We had some extra time, you know, thanks to Corona. Mm -hmm. So I tried a mix. I tried mixing Jericho and I sent it to the label. We had a mixer who did White Flag and Ingus as well. So he did Jericho as well. And we AB'd those two. And it wasn't a matter of like what mix was best because both mixes were like really good I'm happy with with my initial mix on that song and I'm happy I'm happy with his mix as well but it it we had a moment where we actually talked about this and it it became so clear to me that if the mixes are both good we need to pick the one that sounds the most like Normandy is supposed to sound like so now we have an album we have a product that came from our own demoing. We haven't had any other songwriters on the on the songs. We produced it ourselves. We mixed it ourselves, which means that from demoing to mixing, like the final product, everything that you hear, every single sound, every single, you know, twist of a knob to make the vocals go wider or whatever, everything is Normandy. So we cannot hide anymore behind right. a, you know a, a bad mix or we cannot. Right. And you're you know, fully
0: communicating your ideas at that point, too.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right? If we would have somebody else mix it, it, it might sound better, but that's just going to be his or hers interpretation of what right. they think that we want to sound like. Yeah. And it's just, it dawned upon me that for the first time ever, we have a product that we can stand behind and go like, if you like this, you like our band. If you don't like this, I don't know. <laughs> we need to find yeah. a new mixer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. How long have you it's been doing it? It's just really cool. Uh, mixing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Since I started being better at producing, <laughs> and it became mixes. See, I I'm mean, like, it's you been know, a I, natural I, process. That when the productions I, on the demo starts to sound like mixes, that's when you know you should dude, try it, take a leap I'm, of faith. That,
0: that's been my quarantine too. It's like I told you before, I do I do a lot of writing, yeah. but it's always been like I have just been at the level of production where I can like fully communicate my ideas. But this, yeah quarantine just with the extra time i've just been mixing everything too just training myself it's so great i get it same yeah. shit
1: it's so good and it, it's actually just you know you just gotta take a leap of faith and also right you need to you know a b with current mixes and i, I still haven't made up my mind if I it enjoy off it. To, well yeah oh yeah there might you know. come a time you know i i think it's a matter of like not I know that our mix isn't as good as the new post, what what is it, post human, blah blah blah. Bring me the rise record because that's I, by know,
0: I have no critique of your mixes. I I thought amazing. they sounded fantastic. Thank you, man. But like it's just it sounds when really I, cool.
1: Like okay, so Dan Lancaster contacted me the other he day. He is uh, like
0: my idol. Yeah. So he dude. yeah
1: I know mine too. So he he His sent me a His solo stuff
0: is fucking unbelievable. It is crazy. It's ridiculously good.
1: Yeah. But he's, he sent me a DM saying, like, I love the new tracks and I love the mix. Who did it? And I was like, me, I did it. And I was like, no way. That's so cool. I love it. Blah, blah, blah. And he, we started texting back and forth. And I was like, is this, this is the best sort of, like, receipt that yeah. the mixes actually sound good. If he can say that the mix sounds good, that's going to be everything for me. Like, I don't give a fuck what my mom says about the mix. Right. <laughs> I care what Dan says.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that yeah. is the king
0: <laughs> dude he's amazing his songwriting and just everything i love the way he puts together vocal phrases yeah he's is great. crazy
1: the melodic work on that guy
0: that's pretty wild man so you're getting recognition from all across the board you found yeah that's don't that's get great. me name dropping here but that's like the,
1: if spotify playlisting was the big thing for white flag the the famous people sliding into dms is the one on this album I, I, yeah, I'm I'm blown away, and it's it's something for me to just cherish. on
0: yeah. On my so own when like, when yeah, does yeah. the
1: album drop? Uh, f- well, next Friday, so next the 19th. Friday. Yeah. So a
0: week from a week from now, basically. So why don't we? Um, I know we should be planning this not in the middle of the episode, <laughs> but um, we'll drop this episode the day before.
1: Yeah, that would be amazing. Cool. That would so be really next. cool
0: thursday so next thing. actually yeah so it'll be the day before the, so the album comes out tomorrow
1: yes <laughs> and we're, does, we're gonna, right. we'll link the the pre-save and everything in the episode Thank bio you. so yeah, if you're come.
0: listening to this go pre-save it right now yeah you're the Funny. final few shame here we go the final shame few. <laughs> yeah but they're your new favorite band heard it here first yeah You're the first man is <laughs> sure
1: yeah it's, it feels really cool it feels great and we're gonna we've booked a dinner at like a semi Michelin restaurant but it's also it's called punk royale and it's basically they pour vodka straight into your mouth and you eat russian caviar okay. from the table it's like but it's still like high culinary i would experience. like to go there Sounds really cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's where we're gonna celebrate the the album release. That's great, quarantine um, style. Yeah,
0: and and you got you said you have a tour booked. We have a tour booked. It's been booked for a while now. To be honest, right? Um, uh, what's the tour? Yeah. Uh
1: it's a European slash UK tour. Um, like our favorite cities, and it's well everything from you know Manchester, London, uh, Munich cologne berlin Mm -hmm. all that you know all the good stuff and all the way down to i don't think we're doing italy and france this time around Uh, i think we're doing vienna that's about as south as we'll go and then like prague czech republic stuff nice yeah and i I think we're talking about russia around the same time and then have you done russia before no it's the first time we had everything like booked for russia we um, did too but then corona came so
0: yep same thing same for us Man. Oh well. Isn't that a bummer? It's a bummer, man, but I'm glad to hear you guys got something on the books. I think you'll probably be back to touring far before we will here. I am
1: actually Yeah, I'm semi-vaccinated. I've got the first oh, shot. You? Yeah, I you got did. the first shot. How's that man. going where you are? Uh, it's going pretty well, I think, but I think they'll be done by summer so yeah, we're not going to be yeah, down for a while
0: it isn't it is a mess dude my best it's hope is to get one in like june right now i don't yeah. think that we'll be back till next summer
1: no me neither like not on full scale i think what might happen is they downscale the venues to like 100 cap and right. we'll just have to take you know we, we won't we won't come home richer than we <laughs> left the building, but
0: well, hopefully, we'll have people some great realize, though, experience. you know, like how valuable live entertainment is, and you know, e- if they have to scale down venues, I would, I would anticipate ticket prices going up.
1: Yeah, and you right? can as well. You can do like two nights back to back as well, mm-hmm. which is pretty yeah. fun. So yeah.
0: uh, it might be it'll Interesting tour. to see. Interesting to yeah. see how it how it rolls out, and, and especially plenty- in different parts of the world.
1: Yeah, there's plenty of ways to do it. We just have to accept the situation.
0: Are other bands but, already playing in your area at all? Uh no, no. Not here.
1: No. They they no. were up uh, like last summer they had like 50 uh people in the crowd. Like that was the the max, but now it's down to 8 just for mm-hmm. I don't know, for the sake of it, just to get rid of this stuff, really. Right. Right. Ugh, nightmare. Yeah, nightmare. Hopefully soon.
0: Night- yeah it's just the
1: the thing that i was looking forward to the most this summer was festivals we were finally doing like we've we've been crossing off the list of uk festivals for some reason but but, well probably because the label is there and everything but it's which ones were you you doing we've so far we've done download reading leads uh trees, and now we were doing slam dunk uh, oh fuck man yeah we're doing slam dunk you're doing slam dunk this year well, yeah. so you probably know all about that.
0: <laughs> yes, I, I, I do. don't think
1: they've actually gone out with all the stuff about that yet, but you probably received no. the emails about it then. Then we'll I see you there. But I,
0: I did hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll see you there. Well, That'd be cool. cool. Yes. That rules. Yeah. yeah it rules. I can't wait to see you guys. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, do you think you'll ever get over to the US so I can see you play?
1: Oh, there's, there's plans for that. We're talking oh, I'm sure. to a bunch of people, you know. Very like, cool. Like always. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. All right, man. Well, did we miss anything? A bunch of stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much to be said. I it's know, so funny about podcasts, though, because I've I've stopped listening to music since maybe three, four years ago when I started like doing production full time, and I stopped, like, I stopped listening to music in my free time. I listen every Friday to like the new music Friday list, or whatever. Yeah. But then I really got into podcasts, and I listened to podcasts maybe. You know two three hours a day
0: that's me too. in
1: commuting and whatever and between between bouncing stuff uh and it's just become this amazing platform to just have conversations and like this could this could easily have been an interview but it feels more relaxed and doesn't feel like you're
0: you know, right. throwing questions in my face if i'm being honest i kind of selfishly started this podcast because <sighs> i knew i wasn't going to have the social interaction that i wanted oh, yeah. this year oh, right okay, so i normal. wanted a place where i could force my friends to talk to me but Ow. um on top of that i mean just meeting new people and hearing like cool stories has been awesome yeah for sure man. like it's, it's the def- best and and you know there's a lot of content out there right like there have been so many podcasts started during this time that like, there's an abundance of pe- people being interviewed on podcasts and sharing their stories. That there's, oh. it's just, I, I love it right now. Like, I, yeah, I, still I love listen it. to the interviews with people that I've had on on other podcasts just to oh. see what other stuff, <laughs> you know, they have after I hear how interesting their stories are <laughs> in general. You know, yeah,
1: yeah, I get it.
0: Um, all right, dude. So look, let's go into tour story stuff tour story tour okay. story territory yeah tour story territory i know you've already told some yeah but that's like the good stuff right um, like the
1: happy moments yeah well we yeah except we for the it. van shit yeah the van shit
0: right what do you just want me to rant <laughs> you can rant you can you can give me you don't you can do more than one it doesn't matter and i'll probably try usually what happens is we end up just sharing them back and forth here Cause oh, we, okay, yeah. You know, yeah, what, yeah. I mean? I know what I mean? Because you'll tell me one and then I'll think of one and then that, you know?
1: Yeah, it's just, there's a bunch of stuff. I mean, there's, well, the thing is, like, it's, it, it's so boring to talk about, oh, we drank so much or we did that kind of thing and we did this, and we smoked this <laughs> and whatever. And it's, you know, because everybody has those stories and not everybody can can handle it and that's when it becomes funny. And it's like, oh, he passed out before the show. Right, wow, right, right. Crazy right, right. dude. But it's been a bit of like food poisoning going on Ooh. and we yeah, yeah, stuff like that. I threw up just on stage uh, in... Really? Uh, yeah, in Leeds on the Yellow Card tour. Oh my god. That's well awful. just side yeah, just side stage walking up oh, to the I, stage. <laughs> it's like right, so on, I actually, right in
0: the middle of yeah, the stage. Yeah, some
1: people yeah, some people saw it, some people didn't, but yeah. And it but the show was cool. And I mean it, there was yeah, the Palladium show that I mentioned before, um, right before that was one of the first tour we did with in air systems and Mm -hmm. we had this rack unit on stage as you shouldn't and and it was you know massive subs and the computer handling our backing track system was stood on that rack Mm -hmm. unit and you know the shaking and everything so that was one of the things with that night the the entire backing track with click tracks and everything just skipped 10 seconds oh god in middle of a song oh man that's brutal That's really brutal. And, you know, in front of 4,500 something people trying to introduce yourself as the next thing, you know. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But the the thing that happened before that show was that we were walking up backstage, well, side stage, and we put it, you know, we, we put the in airs in and we turned on the systems. And there was this tuning bass guitar being looped in our ears. It sounded like it was. It was a loop for sure. There wasn't somebody tuning the, a bass guitar, but it sounded like a, you know, just a boom, huh. boom, boom. That's interesting. Boom. Um, and that went on for the entire show. In our what? ears, yeah. And you
0: couldn't just rescan.
1: We did the rescan, so we postponed the show about two, three minutes. We skipped one song, and uh, yeah, it was like tight deadlines and everything. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah we I've couldn't be the bond. You couldn't ask right. for about five extra minutes. Uh, right. Yellow Card were playing two and a half hours, so that wasn't really wow. something. Yeah, I know. farewell tour. <laughs> <Holy> <laughs> but yeah, shit. so we, we restarted all the systems. Uh, we, you know, we talked to the the engineers uh, from Yellow Card to turn off their systems and everything nothing worked. It was a big venue though. So I think like there was venues both below and mm. on the side mm-hmm. of that venue. They might right. have done some testing or whatever of systems because it sounded really like a testing signal. Yeah. Something you play to just see if you get signal. Um so that was a bit disturbing.
0: This is a, I actually like this topic because Yeah. uh in years have Tor- always been mm-hmm. like a big struggle for bands that people just don't even know what it is and what we're talking about oh no right so like in ears, that's like when you see people with the headphones in on stage you're hearing whatever you want in your ears so like my in-ear mix has my vocal the louder than anyone else's vocal right and -hmm. stuff like that right yeah but especially at like festivals or like what you're talking about big venues with multiple rooms people are fighting for those frequencies. So you'll get a yeah. lot of like weirdness in your ears sometimes. Yeah. It's the if you don't sometimes it.
1: it's the best, sometimes it's the worst and like even like I don't know we played a festival, I think it was Leeds Festival and you know, I just lost the entire back in track and click track and everything mm-hmm. in the middle of a song and like yeah. what do I do? So happily on a festival that magnitude like i think it was a, a tent with 3000 something people and if you're on that type of size of stage the stage is actually going to be very quiet right so i cu- i could just remove one of my in ears so i could hear my own voice and then I, I knew the key of the song and i just needed to follow our drummer so that was pretty fine like it, i managed to get through the song and i switched mm-hmm. pack with with our drum tech that was behind the stage and then i was good to go Uh, but in other situations, when you play like a tight 150, 150 cap venue, the people are going to be louder than anything else. Right. Uh, so that's when it becomes a real issue and that has happened of course as well. And you just, you blow your voice basically. That's what happens. That's why you use inners to start off with. It's like, you shouldn't use excessive force. You shouldn't, yeah, shouldn't blow your voice. And
0: right. If you lose sure. your
1: inners, you don't have any wedges or anything. So it's, right, yeah.
0: right. I had one show we played yeah. that in the middle of the set, some other band must have turned on their rig. And mm-hmm. all I could hear in my ears was someone being like, Chuck, Chuck. Chuck. Oh. oh i i can't hear it what's going on check i can't hear it in my ears and it was just in my ears the whole time was it one of the opening but ba- like was it a festival i think it or was a, a like, it was a festival and it i think it, i don't know for sure but mm-hmm. i think it was like i think it might have been um um kill switch oh shit. or <laughs> or breaking benjamin i'm not entirely you're like, sure I'm
1: trying to stay thankful here <laughs>
0: yeah yeah i'm like what the fuck is going on yeah. I'm trying to sing and someone's just like, it's so loud too. It really oh, yeah. was like they were cupping it's, it's the mic. it's so loud.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's so always funny. overpowering.
0: Yeah, because all you need vocalists need to have your vocal so fucking loud. (laughs) Drives me crazy.
1: Yeah, I actually accidentally swept Pack once with our bass guitars. He did not enjoy that show. Oh, god! I did. not I can sing on key even if I don't hear my own voice. Uh It's like I, you know, I get the resonance in my cheekbone kind of, and I yeah, yeah. stay on pitch.
0: See, Um, I actually do. I I do a similar thing. Like when I, I I started doing this on our last tour. I actually turned my vocal off in my ears yeah. because just having my ears blocked was enough for me to just hear my voice in my head
1: yeah i'm i'm getting closer and closer to that so that it's becoming more of a me having my inner system on like one or two basically right. so i hear the click and i hear the track and i know what key it is but it's like walking around in your own living room and singing exactly it's so, yeah you're so chilled and right. that that is it is i don't know that's, That's a the game changer. Way. It really yeah, is game, change. game changer. It's the only way you could sing for an hour every single night for four weeks in a st-
0: in a row. It's like yeah, those bands that still just use like. monitors. Like I I saw the Foo Fighters know. maybe two years ago, oh. and they're just using stage like they're like straight up just rock and roll, no click, no backing tracks. Yeah, you know, monitor, as long as he's just quiet enough the whole time. on
1: stage, I th- I guess his wedges are pretty
0: loud though. Like oh, I'm, I'm sure if I, I would guess he has tinnitus. So. yeah <laughs> i mean yeah he's been playing loud music for a long time yeah nirvana sure. didn't use earplugs Mm-mm. No, no i no. doubt it um yeah, well listen the- dude um thank you for sharing um <laughs> no, no problemo this was uh this was great uh a lot of good info a lot of great stories i'm super stoked about your band man i really am thank like you. i can't wait to see what what happens over the next year and um I'll be following and and we'll we'll definitely keep in touch for sure. Yeah, man. we're um, like
1: sitting here in our igloos in Sweden and we're looking at the world and we just want to get out there. We want to go to to the states and we want to go to Australia. We just want to get out there. So we're still right. in our womb kind of, but yeah, uh, me we, too. we see things on the horizon and, and people like you reaching out is you know, key
0: Oh, for dude. us. Well, too. Yeah, right. absolutely. And I appreciate you you being available and coming on and and your music and everything. So Before we wrap up, um, do you want to just share where people can find your band, your personal socials, YouTube stuff, all that?
1: Yeah, so we're on, well, you could just Google Normandy band like everybody right. else. It's the mm-hmm. way to do it. You'll find the Spotify, you'll find whatever we do. You'll find all the cool interviews and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just Google Normandy band. Make sure to don't, like, don't Google just Normandy because it's the f- biggest region in France. <laughs> right. It's right. where the the D-Day happened in the World War Two. So you're just going to find some old war memorabilia. So Google Normandy band
0: and you're all right. set cool man well thank you again this was a lot of fun and um yeah remember album out tomorrow even though it's not actually tomorrow but tomorrow as this episode airs and yeah that's it thank you thanks again man (laughs) the city sleeps and i'm awake i'm stuck in conversation.